A new treatment to prevent the transmission of malaria parasites from humans to mosquitoes and thereby preventing further spread within the population could be possible thanks to the stiffening powers of Viagra. Study co-author David Baker, Professor of Malaria Parasite Biology at the school, told us more about the findings which are published in PLOS Pathogens. The malaria parasite life cycle is very complex, involving stages in the human and also the mosquito vector. So these distinct stages, we'd like to understand what makes them go on to the next stage, really. So tell me a little bit about the malaria parasites, about the life cycle that you were trying to understand and target. In humans, the problems caused by malaria, all the symptoms and pathology are caused by quickly replicating forms and they invade red blood cells. And as they grow over 48 hours, they rupture and burst out up to 20 or 30 new malaria parasites, which invade red cells. So you can imagine as those parasites expand, you know, you become anemic and that's often associated with severe malaria. So those are one type of malaria parasite. Now, for reasons we don't understand very well, some of those malaria parasites, when they invade red blood cells, turn into sexual forms, male and female gametocytes, we call them. We call them that because they're the precursors of gametes, because when they get into the mosquito, they, the male and females fertilise to continue the cycle. So those gametocytes, um, they don't divide in the human, uh, they simply mature over about two weeks. These sexual forms, as male and female malaria parasites, they get quite large and crescent-shaped. And normally, if a, a red blood cell becomes misshapen like that, it would be filtered out by this, our spleen in our body. They need to hide in the body to stop being cleared by the immune system and the spleen. And they do that when they're very young. Uh, they go into the bone marrow and hide. And it's only when they mature that they become uh, flexible and they enter the circulation. And once they're flexible, they're safe from the spleen because they can squeeze through the capillaries in the spleen and circulate throughout the body. So when the mosquito takes a blood meal, it will take up some of these gametocytes so that the gametes can fertilise inside the mosquito and continue the cycle. And so what we wanted to understand was exactly how it becomes flexible. So we focused on a particular signaling molecule called cyclic AMP. And we wanted to ask the question, does cyclic AMP make these sexual cells, these males and females, become flexible to allow them to circulate in the bloodstream? So how did you go about investigating that? How does a molecule, cyclic AMP, how does that change the shape of these parasite cells? Right, I mean, that, that is a very good question, and really it's a next step for us to understand the mechanism of how it happened. But the first step was just to ask whether it happened or not. So we used two ways um, in the lab to find out whether increased levels of cyclic AMP made these sexual cells become flexible. So one approach we took in my lab, uh, we knocked out a gene encoding an enzyme called a phosphodiesterase in the malaria parasite. Once we normally phosphodiesterase enzymes degrade the cyclic AMP signal. So when we deleted the gene, the levels of cyclic AMP went up as we would have predicted. And so lo and behold, when we knocked out this gene, the gamete sites became less flexible. So normally low levels of cyclic AMP is keeping them bendy, and when it rises up, they become stiff and rigid. That's right. I mean, that was the problem. When we raised the cyclic AMP levels due to knocking out that gene, instead of becoming bendy, they, they became stiff 
essentially. And the other way we raised the cyclic AMP levels was to use small molecule inhibitors of phosphodiesterases. So we used several, and one of the ones we used was Viagra. Now that's quite a well-known inhibitor of phosphodiesterases that's um, used to treat male erectile dysfunction. And so here we had a situation where by increasing cyclic AMP levels with Viagra, we could make these sexual cells, malaria parasites, become stiff as well. In a human, if that happened, if those mature gamete sites became stiff, they'd be filtered by the spleen and inactivated, and you wouldn't get any transmission. Were you surprised when you discovered this, and particularly when you discovered that uh, such a well-known drug as Viagra might potentially have this effect? Once we knew that cyclic AMP did have an effect on gamete sites, rigidity or stiffness, then we almost could have predicted it really. But this followed on from um, some work done earlier by the, the lead on the study, Catherine Lavazek and Gordon Langsley in Paris. They'd shown previously that the stiffness properties of gamete sites were very important in, in them being um, hidden in the body. So what we didn't know at the time was that cyclic AMP would play a role. So that was the surprise, that cyclic AMP did play a role. Uh, but once we knew that, it seemed logical to us that Viagra might well play a role. And was there a little bit of sniggering in the lab when he sort of realised that uh, what was going on? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, always when we mention we're working with Viagra in the lab, uh, people sort of have, have the odd snigger. So uh, absolutely. And uh, Catherine came up with the good headline that it made gamete sites stiff so yes. Is there any evidence from people who've taken Viagra that it has any influence on their malaria? Well I don't think that has been measured it would be very interesting to look at that um, but um, absolutely it would be nice to find out if we if we could test that but uh, uh, to, to my knowledge um, that that hasn't been tested. So discovering that these small molecule drugs can raise cyclic AMP levels, can make the, the parasite forms stiff so they get mopped up in the spleen. Obviously Viagra is a drug that does this, but it does have certain side effects Indeed. that you might not want as a malaria Absolutely. treatment. So how can you, how can you try and get the, the malaria destroying effect without the um, libido raising effect? Yeah, well that is our key question that's before us. And um, what we need to do is to get new inhibitors that specifically recognise the malaria phosphodiesterase enzyme and have much less activity on the human one. So that's our next step, and so I'm getting together with chemists um, to try and do exactly that. How long do you think it will take to get close to a, a cure for malaria? It's still a disease that kills many, many thousands of people every year. Yes, well, we've got at least one very effective drug at the moment, uh, and so you can cure malaria in an individual um, but the problem the real problem is that um, the parasites can develop resistance to these drugs and so we need to stay one step ahead of the game really we know it's inevitable that drug resistance will spread to develop and spread to this really good drug we've got at the moment so we need to be ready with the next generation of drugs if and when those fail and so unfortunately going from a an inhibitor in the lab that does well against the parasite in the test tube, going to right through the phases of safety and trials in humans, unfortunately takes many years to put a new drug on the market. So that's why we need to do this research now and be ready to put these into patients in the future. So as well as the research you're doing to find new drugs, what else are you trying to understand about these parasites and how they grow in the body? 
We really want to know exactly how a parasite progresses from one stage to another. For example, one thing that my lab is focusing on right now is as one of these fast multiplying parasites grows in a red blood cell and releases 20 or 30 others, we want to know exactly what leads to that bursting of that red cell to let them out. We're working on a very similar pathway. I've mentioned cyclic AMP and its involvement in the sexual cells. We've been working on a sister molecule called cyclic GMP, which seems to force these uh, red cells to burst and uh, release the merozoites, as they're called. Those are the forms which invade the red cells. And so we're also very interested in developing a drug which will prevent um, those forms bursting so that you don't get invasion of new red cells. So that's a very important part of our work.